Podcast! 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 Kermit the Frog here. Welcome to the Muppets Podcast. Yay! Okay, here we go now. All right, we're back for another episode of the Muppets Podcast. I am Jimmy in Georgia. I am your host, um, as per usual. And there's a few things we want to get into today as we talk about the Muppets. Uh, We've got some Muppets at the Museum to discuss. We've got Jimmy Fallon and the Roots crew doing some singing along and then, of course, we need to talk a little bit about Jim Henson here at this juncture. Last week would have been his 77th birthday, so happy birthday to Jim. Now he has passed on, and there was a new biography released about Jim Henson just last week, too. So we're going to get in and talk about that just a little bit, and we're going to talk about those other couple things we mentioned. And uh, I guess we're going to start this off... And I had some segments the last time I did this, you know, last year, I guess. (laughs) And so we're going to try to bring a few of those back. And we're going to jump into our Muppets Podcast News Flash. The Muppets Podcast News Flash. All right, we're going to jump into some news. And the first story here we're going to be talking about happened last week on the 25th, which would have been Jim Henson's 77th birthday. The Jim Henson Legacy Organization and the Henson family donated 21 of Henson's Muppets to the Smithsonian. And so, obviously, to get a little political for a moment, the Smithsonian is currently shut down because of all the crazy stuff going on in Washington. But when the government shutdown is over and the Smithsonian reopens, uh, I guess here in the very near future, uh, hopefully, the Muppets will be a part of the museum's permanent American Stories exhibition. And so... um, if you get a chance, you can go see these 21 Muppets there at the museum. And one of the stories there, if you if you check out the link on our page, you'll get over to the Smithsonian's article about this. Actually, the Smithsonian had a Muppet of Kermit for years and years and years and years, and they've never had a Muppet of Miss Piggy, and so now the uh, the Lovebirds are reunited. And so that's good news for the, the millions of Muppets fans out there. And there's a couple cool pictures, one of which that I have posted on the website, wakawaka.net, is Miss Piggy there with the ruby slippers. Obviously, the Muppets did their their take on the Wizard of Oz, but they're just showing some of the things there that are in the Smithsonian that are very cool. So thanks to the um, Jim Henson Legacy Organization and the Henson family for allowing some of us normal people to be able to go and check out some of the Muppets in person. So that's pretty cool. And again, uh, over at wakawaka.net, that story is there, and I'll link you over to the Smithsonian's website, so you can uh, see a little bit more of that there. All right, well, another piece of news, I guess we could say. It's not really news, uh, but it kind of is it's cool, I guess. Jimmy Fallon, and uh, he's one of my favorites. I, I've enjoyed his work since he was on SNL, since really in the late 90s. He really stepped it up when he was a part of Weekend Update there with Tina Fey, who definitely, she, just mentioning Tina Fey, is one of the funniest ladies out there, and will be in the upcoming Muppets Most Wanted. But but apart from from Tina Fey, Jimmy Fallon has gone on to uh, to be a late-night talk show host who's been quite successful with late-night Jimmy Fallon. Uh, I actually have a <laughs> random story real fast, I guess. I got, I got a couple tweets from the uh, late-night with Jimmy Fallon Twitter account a while back. I guess it was last year sometime. So anyway, I thought that was pretty fun. But Jimmy Fallon had the Roots crew, 
which is his band, his house band on the show. And they, along with the Muppet characters, um, technically I guess they're Sesame Street workshop characters, whatever, they're still Muppets in my book. <laughs> they were on there with Jimmy Fallon, and they did the Sesame Street song. And we had The Count, we had Elmo, we had uh, Grover, we had Snuffleupagus, we had Big Bird, a couple others, um, along with Jimmy Fallon and his band. Um, they are from his show doing the Sesame Street song. And we're going to play a good portion of that, if not... All of it right here on the show. If you haven't heard it, check it out. And definitely check out the video. The band, um, who are very good musicians, are actually playing like toy xylophones and, and stuff you would find in like a kid's classroom. I mean like a pre-K or kindergarten classroom. So very cool stuff. And so we're going to take a listen here to Jimmy Fallon, The Roots, and The Muppets singing the Sesame Street song. Oh, look at this. Thank you, sir. It's cool. Wow. One, two. One, two, three, four. Cheers and the laughter, and so that was very cool. So thanks for Jimmy Fallon for sharing that over on YouTube, and uh, you can check that out over at WakaWaka.net. You can look up the YouTube video, but it's also there. It's on uh, the Late Night with Jimmy Fallon website as well. You can check it out if you haven't already seen it, and I would say give it a watch. Uh, all right, that's just something quick we wanted to talk about, and there's some other stuff similar to that. Usher made an appearance on Sesame Street here recently, singing the Alphabet song in his Usher-type style. And, uh, I mean, there, I guess there's a few other things we could touch on, but we're going to move on over. And so one other thing I mentioned briefly earlier, the Jim Henson biography that just recently came out, we got a link over there on, on wakawaka.net to the listing for Amazon. If you want to check it out, one thing we're going to share here in a moment too, 
uh, from that is some of the audio from the audible version of the book. Because personally, I don't know about you, I'm not much of a reader. Like, I will read on occasion. I just feel like I never have time to read. Like, when I get off work after working eight hours, not whatever, in a day, I don't generally come home and read. I, honestly, if I do read maybe like 10, 15 minutes a day, I'm doing pretty good uh, as far as outside of work. Because um, <laughs> I obviously have to read lots of things for work. But anyway, if, if I were to check out the Jim Henson biography by uh, Brian J. Jones, I would probably listen to the audio version from audible.com. And we're going to play a little bit clip of that here in just a few minutes, kind of like we did with the Jimmy Fallon thing. But one thing I do want to mention before we get to that, there's some really like good uh, word of mouth going around about this book. And apart from just like people like me or you who are Muppet fans who would like to know more about Jim Henson, um, people who knew him very well had said some interesting things. Like there was a quote um, from Frank Oz. Me personally, even though I'm a Muppet fan, I, I go first to Yoda in my mind. But uh, <laughs> he's a great performer and a great movie director and all sorts of things at this point. But anyway, Frank says, I worked with Jim for more than 30 years. He was one of my closest friends. And yet I found out things about him and Jim Henson that were new to me. Brian J. Jones has captured the layers of Jim's genius and humanity, as well as the flaws that made Jim like us all, so delightfully imperfect. Jim needed this book to be written. I thank Brian for giving Jim life again. This book has captured the spirit of Jim Henson. I don't think you could get much better praise, if you will, from someone like Frank who did know Jim super well and worked with him for so many years, for decades. And that's that's awesome. And so I, I do want to check this book out. Like I said, I haven't purchased the actual physical copy of the book, the hardcover, the paperback. Uh, but I probably will check out the Audible version. And we're going to play a little sample here for just, I think, a couple minutes um, if you want to check out that. One thing that's kind of interesting, like when it starts off here, I'm going to, I'm going to introduce the clip here for a second. It starts off talking about like the region where he grew up and talking about some like government side of things. It's basically just setting the, the table here for uh, why his father moved where they did when he got a government job and this kind of thing, just kind of setting up some stuff about Jim. And so we're going to, uh, going to go ahead and play that audio here for you uh, from the audible version from audible.com of the uh, Jim Henson biography. By 1918, the facility in Stoneville was housing researchers and their families from the U.S. Department of Agriculture, carrying out research on crops, soil, and animal production for the federal government. By 1930, its findings on animal feed and insect control were particularly welcome to planters and sharecroppers doing their best to scratch out a living from the swampy delta soil during the Great Depression. Paul Ransom Henson, Jim Henson's father, was neither a planter nor a sharecropper. Nor had he come to the Delta region to work a family farm during the Depression or satisfy a random pang of wanderlust. Paul Henson was a practical man, and he had come to Leland in 1931 with his new wife, Betty, for a practical reason. He had accepted a government post at the Delta Branch Experiment Station in Stoneville. Paul Henson came from a line of similarly sturdy and clear-minded men who sought neither to offend nor agitate, a trait that Paul's famous son would inherit as well. And, in fact, Jim Henson would always be very proud of his father's rugged, even-tempered Midwestern lineage. On one side of his father's family were the Dalton and Barnes lines, good-natured, non-confrontational, and accommodating almost to a fault, 
while on the other were the Hensons, practical, rugged, and imperturbable. One of Jim's favorite family stories involved his great-great-grandfather, a strongly pro-Northern farmer named Richmond Dalton, who, during the Civil War, had been living in a small Missouri town in which most of the residents were Southern sympathizers. Rather than offend the Confederate sensibilities of his neighbors, the amiable Dalton simply swapped his farm in a typically equitable and businesslike exchange for a similar one in a town in Kansas, where the residents shared his own Union tendencies. The move would come to be particularly appreciated by Dalton's teenage daughter, Araminta, though for reasons more prurient than political, for it was here in Kansas that Araminta Dalton met Ransom Aaron Barnes, a New Jersey native who had settled in the area. In 1869, she and Barnes were married. Less than a year later, they would have a daughter, Effie Carey Barnes, Paul Henson's mother. On the Hanson side, Jim could trace his pedigree back to colonial-era farmers in North Carolina, whose descendants had slowly pushed west with the expanding American frontier, setting up farms and raising families in Kentucky and Kansas. One of those descendants was Jim's paternal grandfather, a sturdy Kansas farmer named Albert Gordon Henson, who, in 1889, had married Richmond Dalton's level-headed granddaughter, Effie Carey Barnes. All right, well, that was probably about a three-minute clip here of the Jim Henson biography by Brian J. Jones, and that was narrated by Kirby Hayborn. And quite honestly, Mr. Hayborn there reminded me just a little bit of uh, Ron Howard in the way he spoke and his uh, tone there. But anyway, I just thought I would share a few minutes of that for you, so if you haven't uh, checked out that. Spoilers about uh, Jim Henson's uh, genealogy there. But uh, I don't know, I think it would be kind of cool to check out, and so... Uh, Hopefully I will at some point in the future. Last week I made a few posts on the website, and those are the couple things I wanted to talk about here on this another kind of brief edition of the old Muppets podcast with Jimmy and Georgia, the official podcast of WakaWaka.net. And so all three of those things can be found over at WakaWaka.net if you want to check out the link to the Smithsonian, to check out some of those pictures of the Muppets who were donated, to check out that Jimmy Fallon video, or to check out the... Jim Henson biography over at Amazon. There's a link for that too. So stop by wakawaka.net to find all of those things. We'd love to hear from you. And so we're going to get into, I think, what we called something like the Muppets Podcast Feedback, where I play a little clip. <laughs> and uh, we've got a few things here to share briefly. And then we'll probably wrap up this episode of the Muppets Podcast. All right. So we're going to get into some feedback right after this little interlude for just a moment. What's, what's this? Oh, what? Uh, never noticed this before. It says, for Fozzie, these might inspire some ideas. These are real letters. Oh, oh boy. Read some. Read, read it. Should I? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, one thing I do want to say here real quick. I do want to thank everyone who has found us over on Facebook and had a couple of people like the uh, pack that we had a previous episode posted. So I do want to say thanks to all of you out there who uh, who found us over there and, and then told us that you were happy we were back, basically. Thanks to Brian, Ashley, and Al for liking that. We do appreciate that. We um, are over there on Facebook. If you want to find us, if you search for Muppets Podcast, we'll, we'll pull up there. But also, I do want to say um, thanks to a few of you who have found us over on Google+. Plus. I know that's not something everyone uses, but we are there, and there have been a few comments uh, from there, and so thanks for that. And we're going to start with one of those. 
from actually yesterday as of recording October 1st. Isaiah uh, found us and he asked a question. When is the next podcast? Well, Isaiah is actually probably, I would say, October 3rd release, possibly. Depends on how much time I have this evening. I so, But thanks to Isaiah for finding us over on Google+. Plus. Definitely appreciate that. But as I was mentioning, uh, a lot of people have actually found us over on Google+. Uh, I think we're only at like 19 Facebook, but we're at uh, 233 followers over at Google+. So definitely thanks to everyone over there who has found us. That's pretty awesome. And another message from our Google+, Plus account over there, was uh, from Isaiah, who says, Hey, Jimmy, glad you're back. I was thinking because it can sometimes be hard to do a show only about Muppets. News, you can start other segments like Fozzie's Jokes, we send you jokes. Um, the Swedish Chef Kitchen, each time you read a recipe, you could do a Muppet of the Cast. Um, these are some ideas. Thanks, Isaiah. Those are some good ideas, Isaiah. And as I get more uh, time to focus and get some other uh, ideas flowing here, <laughs> hopefully we can make the show better as we go along. I'm just At this point, I really am just trying to get into some regularity and some consistency. But I do appreciate the idea. I like the idea of of doing um, stuff related to specific Muppets, like the Fozzie jokes or the Swedish Chef stuff. I, hey, that's a good idea. So thanks, Isaiah, uh, for sending us in the uh, message there. And I know over on the uh, Facebook page, we'll get to another message there shortly. Well, before we get to over to that Facebook uh, message, there, there have been some emails. Uh, we'll go back to January 5th, 2013. It's been a while. I guess... Ahmed um, thought maybe this my email address here at Muppets Podcast was going to uh, you know the Muppet Studios or someone official, perhaps, but it's still kind of interesting. It says, hi guys, I have something to say. Why did you retire? Your last episode was in 1991. I mean, why? I love your shows, and everyone at my son's schools keeps talking about the Muppets. Please, Kermit, return and continue making shows. My son didn't stop crying for months. Please return and send me your answer. So, I guess his son was young in 1991 and was sad that the Muppets went away. Third, you know, 30 years ago, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Just find that kind of interesting. <laughs> also got one back in March of this year. Um, this was from Heather. And she says, Jimmy, I discovered your podcast about two weeks ago. I've enjoyed listening to it. I was disappointed to see there haven't been any episodes in for about a year. I'm sure you have had your reasons. You said on the show that you would like to hear from listeners about their Muppet memories. I thought it would be fun to share with you since you are a dedicated fan. In November 2011, they were getting ready to release the new Muppets movie. I had heard them use Manamana in the trailers and thought the song would be fun to download on iTunes. I did just that the morning before Thanksgiving. I shared it with a friend that morning at work. We were all in a good mood because of the last day before our four-day weekend. About 11 a.m., I lost my job that day. Oh, that's sad. Um, that Monday afternoon, I was still getting over the shock, so I decided to get out of the house and see the Muppets movie. Now, many things at this time helped to comfort me during the stressful time. I can honestly say that this was one of them. I really enjoyed it. It helped me forget what was happening for a while, and I could laugh and smile at the movie. I think it's the best one they've made in years. Once I found a new job and relocated, I started collecting the movies and TV shows. I even decided to order a fully working puppet from Puppet U and try it myself. That's very cool. This has been a lot harder than I thought it would be. I do have some drama experience, but I'm really struggling to find a voice for this puppet. His name is Edgar. He is furry black and purple striped monster. Well, I hope you find some time in the future to pick up the podcast again because I really enjoyed it. I thought you had a good format going. I would enjoy hearing you back from you, Heather. So thanks, Heather. I know it's been um, roughly almost seven months ago. But I do appreciate you reaching out and to uh, 
for your message, and I definitely um, am, am glad to share your Muppet memory here, uh, the, how the Muppets helped you get through a rough time here on the show, and thanks for sharing that, definitely. Um, I'm glad to hear that you did get a, a new job and you were able to go out and start doing some uh, puppeteering of your own. That, that's actually very cool. So hopefully in the last few months, Edgar, the um, the monster, has a voice, and so that would be cool. And uh, one more message I want to get to just real briefly over from Facebook. And so we're going to log into the old account and pull that up here. A message from May of this year, not quite as old as March or <laughs> the previous one. So Chris um, says this, and he's from the UK, so that's fun. He says, keep up the great work from the UK here. I know how it is to start all podcasting. Hope to keep in touch with you. Oh, cool. Thanks, Chris, for checking us out on Facebook and for the message. Sorry it's taken me a little over four months to get you on the podcast. Hey, it's not as long as some of the other folks. And so uh, if you have sent us a, a message in the past, maybe I'll double-check for the next episode, and you might hear your message next time on the old Muppets podcast with Jimmy Georgia, the official podcast of WakaWaka.net. And so I think, I think it's going to be time to wrap up the old show here. And so... We definitely check us out at uh, MuppetsPodcast.com. You can find all of our contact information. And uh, we'd love to hear from you there, Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, just search for the Muppets Podcast. You'll find us, and we appreciate you listening to us. The music is playing. Just telling me it's time to move right along. And we will catch you next time at the Muppets Podcast. I am Jimmy in Georgia. Peace. This could become a habit. Opportunity knocks once. Let's reach out and grab. Hitchhike bus or yellow cabin? Cabin? Moving right along. Footloose and fancy free. Getting there is half the fun. Come share it with me. Moving right along. We'll learn to share the load. We don't need a map to keep this show on the road. Hey, as long as sounding better, Fozzie.